0: Hey everyone, welcome to Know Your, Ge- Q- know Your Gear <laughs> QA number 55. Uh, and as always, we always do the shout out to the friends who make this happen. Uh, we're gonna start off with the original crew. It's uh, Bradulist, Jeff Howes, Zachary Rowe, Michael Newman, Bruce Garris, Hannah Gunson, John Jex, Michael Shy, Justin Mabe, David Madison, Lawrence Petros, uh, or Petros from LPD Pedals. Uh, he says I can say it either way, but I think it's officially... Petros so that's how he says it uh and then of course uh, the second crew Bob Pickwood uh Tim uh no no last name just Tim, uh, John Levitt, uh or leave it John leave it I'm gonna say leave it uh Space Jazz Alvaro and Luis from Petal Pal FX thank you guys so much like everyone else that hung out with me yesterday uh for the uh Patreon hangout on the first of every month um Ricky Robinson James Biles Chuck Keen, Chris Glaze, Dylan87, Jonathan Pickering, Joe Watson, Brent O'Dell, and Ross from Taurus Pedals, and of course the newcomer, uh, Michael Lidner. Uh, so thank you everyone, and plus everyone else on the entire list. As you can see, it's super long, and I appreciate all of, all of you guys uh, supporting me and supporting what we do here and hanging out. So let's get started, because uh, it was a crazy week, so I want to start seeing what you guys have got to say, because boy, I might have more questions for you. You guys, this week than you have for me. Uh, The um, uh, uh, let's see. Okay, so a couple things. Uh, I'm gonna give you guys uh, some uh, some shout outs, I guess, or shout outs information. Uh, Let's say maybe some uh, some comments, and uh, you guys can maybe let me know what you think. Uh, So uh, first, I want to start off with a question because that's always what we do here. And uh, and it's from Thomas. And Thomas put this question in. Thank you, Thomas. Before this uh, live stream even started, Thomas said, "Should I take out my circuit board in my Les Paul studio and rewire the controls?" Um, when they say, "Should you take it out?" In other words, I- is there going to be an improvement if you you know go to a better better electronics? Uh, I don't know if you'd be able to hear it. Me personally, if uh, I would wait till something breaks, unless you really just want to do it. But my suggestion would be, yeah, take it out. Uh, That's what I would do. So I'll just give you the advice of what I would do I take it out and rewire everything to the the old way the way I like it Um, And you can buy a kit uh, from that, you know to do that or you can do it yourself It's a very straightforward thing to to wire up Uh, but That's the the only reason I would say not to is of course if There's nothing wrong with your guitar and you have any you don't have any complaints about the way it sounds or feels uh, You know wait for something to break and then be prepared to do it But uh, I've always done it to all the Les Paul's I've got that have circuits uh pete johnson said cheers phil with a super chat i appreciate that pete i have some good news for you today so that'll be cool and uh shannon mccoy did another super chat too so i want to hold off on on the announcement that's going to involve the super chats in a second um but um but uh we'll we'll hit some more questions and then we'll talk about uh all the crazy things going on in the guitar world this week good and bad a lot of good a lot of bad so we'll see how it goes. Let me dim this down a little bit. All right. Um, let's see if that's better. Eh, a little better. Okay. Okay. So Scott's got a question. It says, Hey, Phil, first time watching your uh, the show live, uh, even though I'm at work. All right, man, make sure you're, you're doing your work too. Uh, I usually have to watch it after it's done. Uh, love what you do. Think, man. I appreciate that. And uh, always learn something uh, watching. I appreciate that so much as well. Um, and uh, thank you. Well, that's uh, very nice of you. Ian uh, did a super chat and he says, what are your favorite pickups for Telly's? Um, you know, the the I can tell you the pickups I'm using in my uh, my Surf Green Telly, I'm using the Billy Gibbons uh, uh, pickup in the bridge, which is a stacked single coil. So it's basically a stacked humbucker. And it's a really high output, really forceful pickup. And when I say high output, it doesn't overdrive the amp, but it's huge. It's it sounds as big as a humbucker, but it's got that Telecaster, uh, you know, kind of twang to it. And I had trouble matching it to a neck pickup, so I contacted Seymour uh, Duncan and talked to Custom Shop, and they made me a Billy Gibbons neck pickup. So uh, it's the Billy- So I, that's the set I'm using. Other than that, um, I like a lot of the vintage style pickups uh, for Tellies. But believe it or not, uh, because of the Sharp Mac series, uh, and Max series and companies wanting to be involved with that, I have a bunch of pickups downstairs for all kinds of companies that want to be involved in me uh, modding up guitars. So um, we're going to be learning a lot about the, some of the pickups that are out there. So it was really cool with the companies to kind of send some product uh, for us to use, so that some some people out there can get some cool stuff. Um, uh, Damien uh, says, Hey, Damien D'Autrey says, Hey, what are my thoughts on fan fretted guitars? You know, um, I have played a lot of them. Uh, the one I really like, obviously, is this is the Strandberg. Uh, a really good friend of mine, Matt, I did a video with him. We did the boss pedal review. Uh, Matt is a phenomenal player, he plays a couple Strandberg guitars. I, I really like that fan fret system. You know, um, I just kept trying to talk myself into a seven or eight string, and I just couldn't do it. So I always thought about maybe six string. They actually build those locally here, the US ones. So I'm hoping to go and see them and check them out, and uh, see what that kind of, you know, gets the fire started. So we'll see. But uh, overall, I like fan frets. Um, they're they're really cool. I like the I like the actually. You know what? It's the fan frets. I don't have any problem playing with them. Uh, I, I like the way they play. But uh, I really like the idea of this uh, the the multi scale system. You know what I mean? Having a longer scale on the uh, low strings and a shorter scale on the high strings. It seems to make a lot of sense um but i know some people have problem with them i've just never had a problem they always play i always play fine i just pick them up and play uh canon lawrence uh did a super chat hey phil any experience with uh fargin amps uh yeah i've played a couple fargin amps uh i like them if you guys aren't familiar with fargin amps they're uh generally speaking the ones i've ever experienced i haven't experienced any others they're marshall type clones and fargin actually makes a really impressive uh plexi clone that's a low wattage that i'm really a fan of so um there you go. So that's what I can tell you. So, pretty cool guys, I understand. I mean, Farjan is, is a, he's building them himself. I don't think it's like a big company or anything. It's just a small shop, this guy building them stuff. So, everyone I played sounds fantastic. Uh, Gas and Bullets says, Hey, Phil. Um, okay, wait. <laughs> Email uh, inspireveterans at gmail.com. Okay, disabled venture and starting a boutique pedal company. Oh, really let me hold on i'm gonna copy this because it will save in the super chats and there you go and of course i'll read it out later but i'm really curious about that so it's a disabled veteran starting a boutique pedal company uh would want would you want a custom fuzz right you know what uh yeah i'll check it out that'd be something i I wouldn't mind buying a pedal from somebody like you know that's 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 basically you know a soldier who's who's trying to, to to do something cool obviously i can relate um you know, I know what it's like to, to be a soldier, and I know what it's like to start a business. Um, so I'd like to to help out if I can. Uh, Beatmaster says, Phil, what sub $600, 100-watt head would you suggest if I'm looking for it to be versatile? Oh, man, $600, sub $600. There's not a whole lot out there. Um, and you're not really giving me any feed, uh, any kind of suggestions of the type of amp. You know, you want high gain. To me, this, th- there's only a few sub $600 Heads, I I would actually put value into uh, used Marshall DSL, um, you know JCM two thousands. Uh, you can still find them for six hundred dollars down. I think the e, uh, the fifty one fifty PV amps and a lot of the two American made PV amps that you can find used for sub six hundred dollars are pretty decent. Uh, I like the Jet City stuff that's sub six hundred dollars. That seems pretty decent as well. I think they have a hundred watt head for six hundred dollars. I think right about that. If not, they definitely have that used. Uh, the Black Star 100 watt head is, I think, used. You can get a sub 600. I don't know if it's a new sub 600. Uh, it's pretty good, right? It's a pretty good amp as well. I still like, and so you know, as I'm going, I'm kind of going down in what I would prefer. So obviously the Marshall, then the PV, then the, you know, <laughs> you know, the Jet City. Those are all pretty good too. There's definitely, it's, you know what? Here's the good news, Beatmaster there is no shortage of 100 watt tube amps on the market used dirt cheap out there. There's just lots of them. There's not a big market. You can buy 412 cabinets and 100 watt heads cheaper than you can probably buy one two, 12 and 212 cabinets and 25 to, and 50 watt heads. That's for sure. Um, so that's the good news. Uh, Andrew Romanico says, uh, Line 6 Pod HD 500X or similar uh, for beginner. Reg- recommendations to master the device, learn the sound theory, and in general how to learn tone engineering. How to mimic sound for favorite artists. I get what you're saying. Basically, what he's uh, s- asking is, you know, getting a, a Line 6 Pod HD 500 to basically figure out all the sounds that are out there. Instead of doing something crazy like buying boxes and amps and saying, hey, you know, each sound I'll figure it out. You can do it something like that. Yeah, I've had an HD 500 and uh, I, I thought I like the dual engines and it. it has dual processors in it. I found, for me, the HD400 to be a little simpler to use and the HD300 to be really simple but a little lacking on the features, so I think if you're willing to read the manual and sit down with it, I think the HD500 is, is a good way to go. I'm definitely not uh, uh, a tech savvy when it comes to processors, so I couldn't say like, yeah, it's it's really hard to figure out, but it was a little too much for me, the HD500, so just as a suggestion, I would look at both those features, the HD400 and the 500 I think the, the the 400 you can get used pretty good as an option. And, um, I really like the line six HD 500. And then if you want something a little, my personal opinion, a little easier to use, look at some of the boss processors, uh, the, the, the full on processors there. I think they're a little bit straightforward because they're a little bit more knob interfaced. but basic stuff. Yeah. I think you're a good way to go. I think that's a smart way. That's one thing about, um, these modeling amplifiers that are great. You can get them. You know it used to be you get you know you get a, an entry-level amplifier that sounds kind of like what that manufacturer's like so you buy the inexpensive marshall or vox or or uh you know randall or crate back in the day uh you know fender and they kind of sounded like what that company sounded like but modeling amps allow you to mix and match and try different sounds different cabinets different amps uh sounds and get you get a taste for what you're what you like So I think I learned the most about amp sounds, you know, in other words, what I preferred from modeling amps, messing with them. And and the reason I learned that is because I used to think I was missing out on so much, uh, you know, like, what about this amp? What about that amp? And when you get a modeling amp, you know, as you go through the settings and you hit certain amp settings and you're like, man, I don't like this at all. (laughs) You know what I mean? And although they're not exact, they still get you in the ballpark for at least sound. Uh, Shannon McCoy said, Hey, no question. Just wanted to say thank you for being uh, who you are. Well, I want to thank you for being who you are and the world needs good people now more than ever. Have a nice day. I, I, I appreciate that, man. I'm, I thank you so much. Uh, I I appreciate it. And, uh, so let's, let's talk about, I'm going to jump since that's going to segue, uh, into this. I want to talk about, uh, hold on a second. You guys are popping in questions. I want to talk about Chapman guitars being a guitar center. That's what I want to talk about. Um, we've been talking on the live show about me getting a Chapman guitar for a couple months. And that's what ties into Super Chats. You guys have been Super Chatting and and uh, and, and you donating to that fund. Um, and uh, so basically, the big announcement this week is Rob Chapman announced that they are in Guitar Center now. And so... I, uh, yesterday during the the live hangout, I do the once a month live hangout with Patreon. And yesterday was seven and a half hours long. Uh, and in those discussions, we, I kind of learned a little bit talking to everybody. And we were talking about, you know, whether or not it's a good or bad thing that it's in the Guitar Center. So one of the reasons that the subject came up was, you know, Guitar Center is not known really for... Uh, The service that let's say Sweetwater is in other words making sure the guitar is set up right make sure it's getting out of the You know box with a good experience. So the question was do we think the Chapman guitars? uh, will be Very good coming from Guitar Center now my point in this uh, is simple Chapman going to Guitar Center is huge for a lot of reasons It's huge for Chapman, obviously, you know, right? Uh, He's, I mean, that's the, that's the pinnacle because there's 300 stores. There are huge presence getting in there is a big deal, but really what it signifies is a lot. It's not because he's a YouTuber and I'm a YouTuber and I'm like going to rally the cry YouTubers. What I'm going to say is this, uh, do you find it interesting that a company, a large company, which we know is Gibson. Is not doing well. A company that refused to listen to its customer base for so long, and and not listen to the ideas that were seemed like they were coming back. And I don't know that for a fact. It just isn't my impression. And now a company that is uh, kind of built on feedback from the customer base. You know, one of the things I always uh, love to read is that people go, "Well, Chapman doesn't build guitars. He doesn't design guitars. It's it's so he's not a guitar builder." Well. I think he acknowledges that. I've never seen him say anything to, or even try to disparage that he's not that. I think what he's always done is said, you know, here's what we can do: we can go overseas and we can have these guitars made. What do you guys think we should do? And a lot of people said, I read a lot, and again, I'm getting, I'm not, I'm only playing devil advocate on both sides. Okay, I can argue both sides easily, but one of the things I love is when people say, some people say. They look like Fenders. They look like Gibson's. They look like this. Well, I'm like, well, that's what happens when you ask a group of musicians what they want. They say, well, I want I want a telly, but I want humbuckers. And I want a Les Paul, but I want an easy access point. So, of course, their guitar is built by feedback uh, of those. I watched every video where he asked what colors they should do, what, so, you know, what kind of cutouts do they do. So, um, I'm curious what you guys think. What's the vibe? I think overall the gu- vibe is good uh, that... Basically, in Guitar Center is good. The the really scary thing, I'll tell you is this, it's a home run that he's in Guitar Center. There's no doubt about that. The scary part is, will Guitar Center be able to sell the line through and reorder? The reorder is the scary part because Guitar Center can make a brand like Chapman, but it could also do some damage if it can't sell the guitars and then has to dump tons of used guitars because i'm just guessing i have no inside information but i'm guessing that the guitars uh center um uh the guitar center uh purchase of of chapman guitars is probably equal to everything they've sold up to date does that make sense that kind of makes sense to me like in other words if they sold a thousand guitars guitar center put in a thousand guitar order so this is going to almost if not double their business so i'm curious to see what you think and Here's the deal. If you guys are willing to go on guitarcenter.com right now, let me show you what I'm up to. Hold on a second. Give me one second. I got to, I got to find it. So if you go to guitarcenter.com cause that's who's selling the guitars now, I'm going to show you right now. I am willing to buy a uh, Indonesian Chapman guitar. Okay. So I will buy uh, any one of these models and uh, I'm really, I'll be honest with you, I'm not interested in the baritone. So I really appreciate it if you guys don't suggest the baritone. Um, and I'm not a huge ghost fret fan, but I know that's a huge guitar. And I know you guys will be interested in that. So I'd like to hear what you guys think, which guitar. I really would rather prefer to buy one of the $400 guitars again, but that's okay. Anyways, here's the idea. Let's pick a guitar today. Okay. No more speculating. We don't have to guess. Uh, let's pick a guitar today and I'll order it just like we've done before, like with the St. Vincent guitar. And when it comes in, I will review it. And what I'll review is uh, almost like a punch card in the idea that I want to review how long it took to get here. What did the box presentation look like? Well, I'll do the unboxing. I'll I'll do the, uh, you know, go through it, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, what is there finish flaws? Is it heavy? Is it light? We'll just go through the guitar and see and give you, and, and really not even... Critique the guitar, which I will. But critique the experience to see. And and I bet you we could actually do something on this channel that's unique to out there. Which I bet you the Chapman guys, like Rob Chapman, might watch these videos because I want to give an on honest, honest presentation. It's it's our money, right? It's my money. You guys have done the super chats. You guys have, you donated into that too. Added to the Chapman fund. Uh, the patrons have done the Chapman fund. I appreciate that. We'll put we'll buy this guitar and. We'll, well, and I bet you they'd appreciate the feedback. Good or bad, it will be what it will be, right? Uh, and and uh, and maybe that'll help uh, Chapman because one of the things I think would be scary right now is if Guitar Center doesn't uh, do a good job uh, filtering the guitars, quality assurance returns, you know, do all that stuff. That's the stuff that hurt uh, Chapman Guitars. So I'm interested in doing it. I thought it'd be fun. I ran it by the uh, the patrons yesterday on the Hangout. They thought it was a good idea. So, uh, so uh, there you go so all right so uh what we'll do is like last time uh i appreciate you guys all comments now but i'll ask when we get ready there and uh um and uh and uh, and we'll pick the guitar but i want you guys to think about which guitar you're going to suggest because we'll do it just like uh, uh like last time once i say let's go i want you guys to all start popping in which guitar you want and we'll go with it i'm gonna pick the color though <laughs> So, um, I'm not really into black guitars. So that's probably why I'm so it makes it easy with you guys. I'd rather pick the blue one or the, you know, the red one or whatever. I just rather do that than the black guitar. There's nothing wrong with a black guitar, but uh, you know, I got enough black guitars. Um, and, uh, Okay, uh, Zumzul says, thoughts on your Rich Light fretboard? Question mark. Does it really uh, deserve all the grief it gets? Well, you know, I was talking about this yesterday in the Patreon. As you guys see behind me, I have, uh, no, I don't have it behind me. It's in the other room. I got to go A6, and without paying attention, I didn't notice it had a Rich Light fretboard. The only thing I could say negative about that guitar is I got the guitar, because if you guys remember how it worked, is I bought one on Sweetwater. It, I bought a B-Stock, one of the returns. I got it. It was too defective for me. I sent it back. Some months later now, gone by and I decided to order another one new from Sweetwater and I never looked and didn't notice that they had went from Rosewood to Richland fretboard. When I got the guitar, it played great. In fact, it plays fantastic. But I was like, when I was playing it, when I first got it, I was like, man, it it, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it's actually thought, and I'm not exaggerating. It sounded plasticky to me. Like there was something weird about it. And it felt weird when I was bending notes. And when I was mean weird, it meant like no friction because the fretboard was so smooth like glass. So it was just unfamiliar to me. So I can't tell you guys whether I hated it or liked it because it was really just unfamiliarness, right? It just didn't feel like something I knew. Now, what's interesting about that was I I definitely identified that. And then when I set it down on the stand, I I saw that it looked, you know, the fretboard was black. And I said, well, I don't remember it having an ebony fretboard. I thought it was rosewood. And then I looked at it and it was shiny. And I go, well, there's no, that's not ebony. And then I went and looked up Sweetwater Specs. It's Rich Light. I don't think Rich Light's bad uh rich light is basically a phenolic resin there's all kinds of phenolic resin fretboards uh zon bases have done it uh there's a ton of companies on it uh, obviously modulus status a lot of bass companies hind base companies have used all kinds of different kinds of phenolic resins and called them everything you know under the book they've been called like abonial uh Is uses it in inexpensive guitars um and uh so i have to say right now uh the the jury is not in on rich light and how i feel about it but this guitar i'm definitely going to stick with it and see what i think about it um and 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 see um i think it's too easy for me to go it's just not it's just not like what i'm used to <laughs> right but i want to be more open minded than that so here's the deal i'm trying uh you know it's like with my kids when they don't like something when they you know they, i say take a second bite you know at least give it give it two tries right so So, I'm going to give it two tries. and otherwise I'm going to keep going with it. Uh, David uh, did a super chat. It says, use new amp in UK that can do funk and soul uh, at band volume. Uh, British hard rock band slash at low volume. Line outs for recording on bonus. uh, Oh, recording a bonus martial origin. Uh, So, use the new amp. Well, you're describing the martial origin. It does all that stuff. Uh, but I haven't heard one yet. I plan, uh, I plan, so let me tell you, I got the Marshall one watt. I think I showed you guys, it's right here. And the, I'm going to do a review and uh, I kind of feel dumb telling you guys now if I'm going to do a review, but officially I'm not, I'm not happy with it. Uh, I don't hate it, but I don't like it. Um, and, uh, and the reason I don't like it is when they originally did the JCM 2000 One uh, one watt. There's a feature that it had that was fantastic, and they took out on this. So they added reverb. Let me hold it right here. They added reverb, and I think that's a cool feature. What they took out was over here. There was a knob that was a gain control on the clean channel and a deep switch over here. Now, the deep switch, I can't say that is a big is a big deal, but the clean channel on this amp, this one watt, is so thin and glass-like and I appreciate you guys somebody noticed I got one I guess they got one too and sent me an email and said hey Phil without me even saying that to them they said hey they gave me some suggestions that they were noticing it was bright too and how to warm it up so to me one of the things that was cool about the JCM 2001 watt was it was even though it was one watt it was a really cool pedal platform amp late at night and this amp is really not a good platform for pedals it's just too bright now the distortion channel is pretty good I actually like it uh I I can't say it's better or worse than the original one, because here's the other problem, too. This was $300, and the uh, GACM 2001 Watt was almost $800, 800 $7,800. So, even with its uh, fallbacks, having the reverb added in and being uh, considerably less than half the price, I think it has merit as a guitar amp. And... I'm really curious now what I think of it against the Blackstar 1Watt, you know what I mean? Because I think that even then it might win against the Blackstar 1Watt because it's got some cool features, uh, And but I don't know. So that being said, I'm going to A-B it against the 1Watt uh, Blackstar. Uh, I'll do the review, but why that ties in is, uh, is to your question. Was for me, I'm that definitely has uh, cinched it for me. I'm really interested in, in the Marshall Origin amp series over the DSL series. So I was thinking about getting the DSL 20. I went this route. I was like, okay, maybe I'll send it back to Sweetwater and get the DSL 20. And now I'm like, no, I already know what to do. Just get the Origin. I already think I like it. To answer your question, another great amp would be a uh, a uh, any of the Fender amps. Man, you can do well with that. Uh, Hot Rod Deluxe. Or a Blues Junior, right? You can't go wrong with those amps uh, for for mid to small size gigs. Funk, uh, it, you know, the overdrive pedal in front of it, you can get those slash kind of tones. So uh, definitely cool. All right, uh, next one. Next question. Oh, Chris has got a question. He says, any thoughts on Mitchell guitars? All the Mitchell guitars I've uh, picked up at Guitar Center, they seem fine. Now, some people were talking about how some of them are beat up, but, I mean, the physical guitars seem fine. Um, I think I heard a rumor, I think it's true, that Guitar Center will probably ditch the Mitchell line, obviously now having Chapman, but that it can be redundant. They could be doing both. Who knows? Um, The Mitchell line, obviously, is named after, I think, Larry Mitchell, the uh, founder, the the original owner of Guitar Center. That was the logic. Uh, It's no different. It's really Guitar Center is Harley Benton right uh, so it's their in-house brand and I think they did pretty good I think Harley Benton is a better brand in the idea that I think the guitars are pro- less money and probably ultimately just as good if not nicer but I can't really say nicer definitely different, different, definitely just as good boy say that twice as fast so there's the thoughts on that uh, alright let's do yeah uh, Paul says guitar centers, Kirkland signature, LOL. Yes. Yeah. Every store uh, has, has an in-house brand, right? You know, big chain store. Sam Ash has one guitar center has one. Uh, obviously the Anderson's guys have one, uh, uh, you know, um, Tallman has one. So it's just how it goes. So, uh, and that's why I think it's impressive that Chapman's grown outside of that. That'd be, think about this, Paul. Uh, Chapman guitars being a guitar center would be like Costco Kirkland being in Walmart. Right? That's an impressive feat to watch happen. That, that you, you got to imagine how uh, guitar centers got to feel about the fact that every dollar that they sell those uh, Chapman guitars, they're helping Anderton's music. Right? So there you go. Um... Okay, Shut Up Lux Talk said best low price Yamaha acoustic. Oh man. Yeah, I don't know. Let's look. Let's take five seconds and look. So what we'll do is we'll go. I first have to find who has Yamaha acoustics. Give me a second here. Um, because Yamaha, they're one of those, yeah, they're one of those brands like uh, I'm gonna show you what I come up with, like Ivan is where they don't like names; they like model numbers. So let's sort by price. So you said, oh no, I want to go back to it. Uh, best low price. I'm going to say low price. See, low price is kind of vague. Uh, um, where it, you know everybody's going to have a different opinion of that. To me, a moderately priced low price acoustic is going to be three hundred dollars to two hundred dollars, right? I mean, that's a good low price guitar. Some people make think it's five hundred bucks. some maybe one hundred fifty bucks. So, uh. Let's go to, uh, I'm looking at, I'll show you guys what I'm going to see it. I'm show, looking at it in a second. And in fact, I'll do it right now. Here you go. Here we go, guys. We're looking at some Yamaha acoustics. All right. Uh, me personally, so this $190 guitar, what I want to see is what features do they start giving you? Solid spruce top, brace for a better punch and projection. So already I'm digging this guitar. 200 bucks. Uh tuning keys look decent, right? They're not the junky uh Cluson copies. They're giving you a solid spruce top. There's nothing to hate there. Yamaha constructs really inter- interesting and really good guitars. So, uh 200 bucks, I think that's good. Uh I'd stay away from this pack. <laughs> so, uh $300. My experience with this stuff, these kind of guitars, these odd shaped ones, these are very untraditional sounding acoustics. It's going to have like a mid-range and a high-frequency a high, high frequency tone to it. I, I like that it's binding, but I don't know if you'd fall in love with it. Uh, let's see what $100 more gets you. It says out of stock arriving soon, but I want to see. What is $100? It looks like you're getting the same tuners. Uh, you're getting binding, so that's that's cool. I don't know if it's worth $100, bucks, but hey, it's got a classic tone wood compliment. <laughs> I love that. Um. Okay. Uh. I just want the specifications, right? We just want to see. Do we have it right here? Oh, I hate it. Solid spruce top, back and sides. Oh, okay. So that's a rosewood back and sides thing. So I, I wouldn't pay the hundred bucks just to get rosewood back and sides. So to be honest with you, I bet you this two ninety nine with electronics is probably the way to go. Let's see, because sometimes it gets dangerous. Because even though, you know, it just goes up a hundred bucks, you get electronics and. Solid Sudica Spruce top. So, I mean, no one cares. Uh, Sitka, Sitka Spruce, I should say. Anyways, those are the two I would look at. So that will tell you a lot because if those are good, then as you go up in price, it will just get slightly better than that. So that's a that's a good bet. Uh, you know, Yamaha makes fantastically great acoustics. There's a few companies, and that's one of them, that makes sub $500 fantastic guitars. Uh, James Shock shacklefold sorry james james shacklefold says with all the disgruntled luthiers in the market do you see them uh taking talking with chapman to make an american version i could see that happening i well definitely if there's a you know they have the british version now right and if they're in guitar center uh and they have a, a bigger market in the u.s i think uh, having a a a line of american chapmans could be a big thing this could be a big deal guys this could be chapman Chapman doesn't have to be Fender and Gibson man. if they can just take over Schechter's market, that's gonna be impressive. So these guys have a shot and it will be uh, enough of a it'll be enough of a rally cry in the market. I think it could have good possible uh uh outcome and the idea that i think a lot of companies will look at this and take take that stuff seriously to me i pointed out at the nam show that two of the best i, I mentioned this at the nam show to to a lot of people two of the brands that i thought were really had the most excitement at the nam show were really popping was obviously the chapman guys and kiesel and i was uh, making an off-the-cuff joke at dinner one night about don't you think it's interesting that the two brands that have embraced their social marketing the most are seem to be doing the best in what i'm talking about growth right both companies seem to be hand over hand growing. So, so, uh, uh, Mel wants to know hey, why is the Fender vaporizer amp only available in Europe? Well, it's discontinued in the USA for sure. So, if it's only available in Europe, maybe because the com- they're having a- because that amp's made overseas. So, maybe they just still make it and send it to Europe or the- Europe still has some left over. But I know it's discontinued in the US and that's why it's not here. All of those amps are discontinued. They don't do any of that stuff anymore. Um, that's when they were going to expand the line out past Fender. You know what I mean? With all these non-Fender named products. But that those days are gone. Kevin wants to know, hey, Phil. Thank you for the super chat, by the way, Kevin. He says, hey, Phil, I live in Phoenix, and I have a PV uh, Invective. And uh, would you be so kind as to demo it and tell me what you th- think of honest opinion? Uh, and let me get your... Okay, so I have your information. So I will reach out to you, Kevin. I will email you. Um, and see I'm, I'm really curious now i gotta you know what I mean now I gotta look at that guitar hold on a second sorry guys I promise all this lookup time i'll just give it to us in bonus time we'll go lang longer for hanging with me hold on let's go um go to images oh so is this that that's the that's that amp that uh like Misha Mansur amp or something, right? This is that crazy expensive one. Yeah, this is the Misha Mansur expensive amp. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'll I'll email you. Uh, maybe because that'd be cool. I'm sure you guys would be interested in that. Um, nothing cooler than seeing stuff like that. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, <laughs> there's no other way to get that amp and review it. So yeah, I appreciate that, Kevin. That'd be that'd be something I'm up for. Um. Okay. Uh, Uh let's see. Dale Weber. Hold on. Wait, hold on. I'm it's jumping. Okay. Man, you guys, there's there's a lot of us. There's 756 of us, so the questions are kind of popping. All right. And Tony just did a super chat. I appreciate that, Tony, man. That was really cool. Okay. Pete's got a question. Uh it says he says dope. Screwed up the last super chat. Okay, hey Phil, thinking of getting an ESP E2 Eclipse. Uh, DB, any thoughts? Mostly hard rock early metal guy. Yes, that's a great guitar, man. The ESP E2 Eclipse. It's fantastic. I set one up for a student about a year ago. His was I think in a purple or a blue. It was fantastic guitar um in fact the e2 stuff confused me i think a lot of people if you know are like what okay so it's not esp it's not ltd it's something else now and it's in between those prices like esp is now three grand and ltd is like sub thousand dollars and this is like in the fifteen hundred dollar range you know ish the, whatever the mid-pricing and i was confused but man when i um when i uh, uh when i was setting it up it, it's like I said in arizona man everybody gets fret sprout the, fr- the fretboards is dry up here and um and uh, that guitar was fantastic so, there you go. So, if you want a recommendation, that's all I can tell you. Good stuff. They're another company, too. I think LTD, especially E2 and ESP, which is the Japanese-made and the American-made stuff, they're one of those companies that you can feel pretty confident telling a friend, yeah, man, that's a pretty good guitar. <laughs> it's not too dicey. You should be you should be okay. Okay. So, Cole, uh, Cole Bowman says, hey, Phil, I have a 65 Princeton Reverb reissue, and I know you have the 68... Uh, no, any way of getting rid of the fizziness you get from pushing it with pedals would like my pedals to sound like themselves. Yeah. The fizziness, I have the fizziness too. The 68 is a little warmer and bigger sounding like bassier than the 65. And I find the fizziness is coming from the 10 inch speaker. So if that's bugs you, the first thing I would do is if you have another cabinet, run into a 112 or 212 cabinet. You can run out the you can use it just like a head. Just unplug the speaker that's internally, run to the head, keep it around eight ohms, uh, and you'll be fine. That's the you know safe load. The amp can go to four, but just stick it at eight. And if it's still if it still has a fizziness now, that's something else. But I, I bet you it's the speaker. And so you can upgrade that speaker. That's a big deal. I never upgraded the speaker I have now. I like the speaker that came with the 68. And when I do find I don't like that speaker i actually run it out into a 112 cabinet so there's something to think about but i really think it's the 10-inch speaker my basement 59 which is a 410 has the same issue too 10 speakers just break up really fast so the the pedals just find that frequency in those speakers that just like i know what you're talking about just a little that fizziness right a little too much so curtis said um epi slash Burst signature update all right this is last week if you guys remember curtis was talking about this he got the the anaconda burst signature update and it had issues he says hey phil i took i took your advice great uh brought it to the guitar back to the retailer and he's going to evaluate and offer some money back cool thank you how do i sign up for the patreon Monthly Hangout? um you just go to patreon it's all on there i'll put a link on this uh in the um when i do the index tonight and uh so so there's for that and um that, that's great i'm glad and you know what it is i'm glad that the uh the store was willing to work with you like i said i i would imagine you know that most stores reputable business should take care of the customer that way it seems like an easy thing to do i mean it kind of stinks i mean i'm sure you would prefer to have the perfect guitar at the price but you know what the truth is what i learned is all guitars eventually become used when you play them so if you can get a deal up front sometimes it doesn't hurt okay uh Okay, so now we're gonna jump subjects. I know you guys have questions, but hold on. Uh, but uh I wanna talk about something that was in the news and it's not Gibson. <laughs> right? It's negative, kinda, but it's not Gibson. And it's this. So let me go to it because I thought it was uh crazy interesting. So uh here we go. Let me go to it. I'm going to share with you. So heritage guitars was in the news. I don't know if you caught this. So it says 14 heritage guitar workers, uh, uh, uh are off the job as the company heads in a new direction. So I'm going to, going to give you the synopsis of this article. Maybe we can talk about this. So what happened was uh, heritage guitars management decided to let go of 10 workers. Now they have approximately like 16 workers. So you understand what that means when they let go 10 people, that's, you know, that's basically the whole force. But during the interaction of the 10 people being uh, let go, four got, just left with them, you know, right? So in this article, I, I highly recommend it. I'll put a link to it in the, uh, in the description uh, when we do the index. But if you scroll through it, you'll see. What I like about this article is there's a response from the uh, workers uh, and there's a response from the management. So you can go through this. I know how they do articles now is horrible because it's like, They put an ad in the middle and then they jump around um but basically the workers are saying hey you know um we do quality work the management's blaming us for not doing quality work and now the management wants to put in these machines the management's saying hey the workers aren't listening and they're not willing to change with the new changes uh the workers also said that uh heritage quality and their unwillingness to listen and understand the high quality standards resulted in destruction of over 300 guitars. So that's a bold statement. So they're basically saying that because the the management uh, didn't listen, didn't heed the warning of the employees, uh, they had to destroy 300 guitars. So it's a really interesting thing. And the reason why is not because it's a negative thing. I mean, it is sadly not a positive thing, but it's really kind of goes in this like, wow. So it's not only Gibson, but now there's heritage problems too. Um, And you know, heritage being a much smaller company. It seems to be a big deal. I don't. I hate to see the workers laid off or, or let go. Uh, the workers also uh, chimed in the fact that they're not paid very much. Some of them only make minimum wage. So, uh, so you know, and they do it for the passion. So my heart goes out to the guys that 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 have gone through this. Although you know, uh, it, it's sad when new owners come in. And this is w- reason why I point this out is this is exactly like the Gibson problem right now. There, we don't know what's going to happen when new nor- new new owners take control because new owners took control of heritage and look at all the problems they have now. Obviously, if you have 16 workers building guitars and 14 of them leave, I would imagine right now, if you have a heritage guitar in order, you're not getting it anytime soon. So, um, so there you go. I, I, you know, so on that note, any thoughts or anything like that? I'd like to see. So, yeah uh Aaron says apparently they are even better copy of Gibson than any of the ever could have imagined. yeah, yeah, you think right they're copying the guitars, but I don't think they should copy the business model strategy. so it it's it's just an interesting time. It seems like an interesting time in guitar building, right this I mean, you know, you have somebody like Chapman all of a sudden, you know, kind of rise to the top with the guitar center deal. And then you have other companies kind of sinking. And so, and this is something we've been talking about, not just this channel, but all channels about, you know, this adjustment, you know, everything kind of, um, uh, hold on a second. I got a question coming in too from, from Nathan. Uh, if you guys know Nathan, Nathan's my buddy and he works at PRS. Uh, he's uh, in the finishing department and he had a question and he 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 sent it to me, uh, and he he thought it was a good idea. So here's the question. I like it. He says, uh, "Why do you think Fender and Charvel Jackson is the only company that has embraced building in Mexico?" And that Nathan, so you know the reason why I want to answer your question. It chimes in in another thing that happens with Gibson that no one's really talked about. I don't know if you guys know this, but in 2007, Gibson bought a company called Garrison, which is acoustic guitar company in Canada, and. When that happened, they uh, decided to not continue the Garrison line. They cut it, you know, they stopped it. And I guess they were going to start building acoustics. And I haven't heard much of it. And what's interesting about this is it's one of those things now that you're looking at the Gibson debacle, you're wondering, you know, whatever happened with that. And so I did some Google searching and I couldn't really see. Um, what was going on. I don't know if any of you have any of the Gibson acoustics that are made in Canada, uh, if they're currently still making them. I'm not really familiar. I, I I couldn't really go through the line in Gibson and figure out which ones were the the Canadian ones. But it's one of those things like, yeah, one makes you wonder if Gibson would have embraced a Canadian line of electric guitars, if that would have helped too. You know what I mean? Make uh, basically some of those really great three, $4,000 guitars and put them in that 1500 to $2,000 range, you know, cut that price in half, kind of like a Fender did, right? You can't, you can't do a $1,200 made in America. You get a $600 made in Mexico. I don't, I don't think that's a, a bad idea. So some interesting things now that we seeing the, the mess of Gibson. Okay. So, all right. Uh, yeah. So Dale says, Hey, I love heritage guitars. Not only the the quality uh they they're from my home state all right and uh, they they are like a high-end epiphone i really uh, do hope heritage guitars does become gibson's new owner they uh they'll be built right yeah it's wishful thinking but let me tell you man uh heritage guitars um unless i they, they have something i don't know about uh it's i mean literally you're talking about a couple million dollars uh, a company you know, versus Gibson's billion-dollar company, it's just—it's not likely, I would imagine. So, and I don't think this is going to help that they're lost all their employees. Like I said, this is a really bad thing. So, think about this. Uh, in the news also was guitar uh, no, Guitar Center was uh, Heritage. art man. Sorry. In the news was Gibson also did some layoffs uh, of staff in the custom shop in Nashville, and. In fact, when I read the heritage thing, I was a little confused because I thought that was somebody confusing the Gibson thing, right? I thought the article was like, oh, they think it's, they think it's, it's Gibson, but it's heritage or they think it's heritage, but it's Gibson. And it was actually simultaneously two things having at the same time. So, uh, Klaus, klaus sure, why not? <laughs> klaus uh says can you review the string butler uh for les paul's um i can't say i'm gonna do it but i'll look into it i'll put it in the t- index and it you know i'm not sure although um one of the patrons yesterday was showing me his and he seems to really like it so maybe i'll, I'll defer to his to his experience with it and see if that will make it make sense um beat johnson says phil hey phil why the heck is your youtube channel a film animation category channel yeah you know i noticed that a while back too it changed it there is no actual category for what we do when we do gear and stuff and um i was under something else and i'm pretty sure youtube did that so i could probably switch it back i'm not sure sometimes youtube messes with stuff and all of a sudden my 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 stuff's all moved around so who knows Okay. Oh, uh, William Gonzalez says, "Hey Phil, did you uh, did you get to keep? Uh, did you get to keep any of the new Fender pedals you just reviewed? I did. So the Fender guys were so fantastic. Uh, what they did. So uh, Martin at Fender, uh, Martin is the guy, not Martin Guitars. Martin at Fender reached out and uh, uh, and uh, about two weeks ago." And, and said this great thing, and I don't know if I'm supposed to tell you guys, but I'm going to tell you anyways, just because I thought it was cool. He sent me an email, and it was a really cool email to get Fender. Fender's never really, I've never really interacted with Fender as a YouTuber. And uh, he said, hey, we're looking for, we're going to release a new line of pedals, and we're looking for some organic, honest reviews. Um, and basically, all we were asking, he, he had two criteria. Again, I hope this doesn't ruin my relationship with him telling you guys this, but I, I see he seemed pretty cool, so I think we're okay. He basically said, Two things. Uh, we'll send you the uh, the pedals. Which they didn't send me the pedals. They sent me the pedals on this pedal board you see behind me. Like it was really decked out. It was really beautiful. Like it was a, an impressive presentation they sent to me. Um, and he said I could do and say whatever I want. Uh, just whatever. It's fine. Uh, just the only requirement they had was I couldn't release the video until their official releases uh, were launched. And um, which was a pretty a relatively, I think, uh, understandable request, right? Um, especially since they had no idea what I was going to say. And I know some of you guys are probably skeptical of that stuff, but here's the deal. When I say that, um, sometimes companies, when they interact, especially a company that size, they want to see your video before it's launched. And, uh, he was okay uh, with it. Now I want to tell you for full disclosure, I sent it to him before I launched it, but I just did it to show it to him. You know what I mean? I sent it to him. I sent it to him probably an hour before I launched it. And, uh, and said, hey, I launched the, you know, this is the video I'm going to do. And mostly I just was hoping to see if there was any kind of major errors, he would kind of find them. But uh, so it was really cool. So it was a pretty candid review. Um, Ironically, it worked out great for me because uh, I like the pedals a lot. I'm really impressed. I really, really like them. Um, In fact, I will tell you this. um, Everything I said in the video, uh, the review, um, I stand by 100%. In fact, I like them more than I was actually leading on then. I was saying, oh, they're really good. They're really I didn't want to seem like I was hamming up too much, but I was really impressed. The Pugilist is my favorite hundred dollar distortion pedal, not overdrive, distortion pedal. Um, hands down. There's just no, there's not even a, a, a second. So when you think about what's out there for hundred bucks, you got MXR full bore, you got the uh, boss metal core, the metal zones. And when you think about pedals like this, the pugilist is is pretty hard to beat. Um, the, uh, Sandy Ana is a really impressive pedal. Cause it's just a really nice pedal. It's not the best pedal I've ever heard. It's definitely on par with all the pedals that I have that are in that price point. It sounds as good as those, maybe a little better than some, maybe not as good as others, but definitely on par. And it sounds fantastic. Um, it's great. The, the compressor is my favorite compressor. So of all my pedals, that's my favorite compressor. In fact, a lot of you guys uh, probably know this, but the same week I got that, I bought the Exotic uh, SP compressor. And I will tell you honestly, I like the, uh, the the Fender one better, for sure. There's not even like a little bit better. I just like it better, period. Um, it's it's a really impressive compressor. The buffer is really cool. I'm really enjoying it. The reason I say it like that is I've never really used a buffer, and I have a couple of them. So I'm still kind of figuring out if I need the buffer. <laughs> You know what I mean? But uh, so far, so good. And the rev- re- reverb and delay are as good as anything in that price point. Same thing. They're really good stuff. So uh, it's an impressive line. Like I said, they really thought this out. It was really cool. So there you go. Um, and... Oh, and then the Benjamin's like saying Fender, the Keeley compressor. So see, that's a good example. I like the Fender compressor better. Now there's a reason why it's not just the sound, the compress that I like compressors that are quiet, quiet. Keeley's compressors are really good. They're some of my favorite. I have them and I, I love them, but, uh, I have compressors that are slightly more quiet because I run compression while overdrive is on. And if you guys, some of you guys know, that's a, that's a, that's a hard cocktail to miss uh, mix because, You know the compressor wants to add a lot of noise and then the overdrive just enhances that so uh there's a couple compressors i've used over the years that are just a little quieter the and this is one of them Um, in fact it was really creepy how low noise the threshold is on that one plus i really like that uh jewel that turns white to red as you're playing because it really lets me see visually when i'm hitting you know the release and when it comes back it's a really cool feature Uh, in fact I like it because on my uh, Bogner Alco, No, my Bogner... What is that? The Burnley pedal. I have the Bogner Burnley overdrive pedal. It has that same kind of LED function. I always thought that was really cool. So, Mark's got a question. It says, thoughts on the 2007 Fender Standard Strat for $350? Uh, I think that's a good deal, man. Uh, especially... If it's rosewood, because you can't get rosewood anymore, it's uh, going to be paraffin. But even at maple, good deal. Three fifty is the right price to pay, right? You, uh, when you get a Fender a Fender Standard uh, Strat, uh, two fifty is Lee. I can't believe I got it for that price. Three hundred is like a wow. They really must have liked me, or so there might be something wrong with this guitar. Three fifty is definitely the fair market price. I see where they're really pushing four and four fifty now. So three fifty is good. I think you did great, or you're going to do great if you get it. Two thousand seven, two thousand seven, though is going to be right before the change, so it'll have smaller frets on it than the 2008 model. So, uh, and I'm only just saying that. You might have never noticed that if I didn't say it, but I'm just telling you know that there was some changes to the, the standard series in 2008, and um, you might prefer the 2008, uh, seven better. So either way, though, the great thing is, uh, I think if you get into it for 350, uh, you can get out of it for 350. If you decide later, you don't like it. So there, there you go uh sweep freak says phil silent single coils are traditional i am in that same dilemma myself right now this uh strat behind me over here uh is my american professional strat and i'm just not uh not feeling the single coils they sound great for single coils but i want a little bit more i'm thinking about going to a noiseless single coil in it so i will keep you posted on what i decide to do okay Okay, oh, somebody's telling me, Mark 350 is a fair price. Sometimes you might be able to get it for 325 or 300. Yeah, like I said, but it's reasonable. I agree, Joseph. Fantastic. Uh 100%. Like I said, 350 is not the steal it price, but it's definitely in the fair price realm and it's good price. So, depending on condition too, you understand, right? Um Okay. What do we got? what do we, there's so many questions, I'm trying to find some, oh, so Chris is just chiming in, he said, last night I put in the Tone Zone single coil pickup, the S pickup in my Strat guitar, it's not, uh, it's not too bad, yeah, you know, what's funny is the ones I'm thinking about is the injector series, the Paul Gilbert injector ones, that's what I'm thinking about doing, just because it's different than anything I have, else I have, because I have some vintage, I have vintage style Strat pickups in my Strats, so, I was looking for something a little bit beefier and more modern sounding, but still keeps, um, keeps, uh, what do you call it? Keeps, uh, you know, the Strat kind of sound going. So. Um, all right. This question is, uh, Amir has been asked, this, I think he asked a bunch of times, so I want to make sure I get it to it. It says, best locking keys tuners for the Epiphone SG. Um, well, I like, for for the Epiphone SG... I would go with anything that you don't have to drill out or cut new holes you know drill out new holes or drill new holes nothing you have to do to mod so that's going to be tough because depending on which epiphone do you have but i really would recommend the uh the ratio tuners by Tech because they have the adapters or the hip shot tuners with the UMP plates or finding the uh the equivalent tuner that's on there now but there's a better version so you know there's a every tuner that's pretty much out there on a guitar now there's a higher-end version that looks exactly like it that you can get and retrofit it in there so you have to do a little research on that so that's what i would i would do uh, uh yeah, and you know what? Uh, I think it's Tillin. Tillin Mar says, in my experience, noiseless pickups kind of sound like a Mexican fender. You know what? That's a that's an interesting thing. I, that probably means your ear's not, uh, not wrong. Um, the Mexican uh, fender strats have uh, ceramic pickups, are ceramic magnets, and uh, I, I agree with you. They're not noiseless, but yeah, they have that same kind of ceramic kind of sound uh, to them. So yeah. I think that I agree. And I, but see what's funny is like some some people commented on videos before I've done. I like the way the Mexican strats pick up sound. You know what I mean? I I like the vintage ones probably better, but I like the way they sound um because there's certain things I like them. There's there's certain things they're beefy. In fact, I own uh in my uh, a couple of my guitars I actually have a Mexican single coil in the bridge of this and then I have the 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 vintage ones in the neck and middle. So Okay, uh next. Oh, uh Yeoman says, Phil, I know you really like PRS uh, series. He does too, me too. Did you pre-order? Did you pre-order S2 Studio? Any feedback from Nam, to be honest. I'm really curious about the HS configuration. Uh the S2 Studios look cool, man. I didn't pre-order one because I am I'm done. I have too many, I don't have too many, but I have too many PRSs. <laughs> Right. Like I, I don't got any more room for anymore. It's, it's, I, I got, you know, two cores, uh, my Mira, I got an SE, I got an CE and I got S2. And, uh, and that's, that's, that's it's just like, you know, I just can't validate anymore, justify anymore. So, um, but that would be one that would I, I would look at. It's pretty cool. Uh, okay. The, all right, what do we got? Any other subjects that are cool Let's see what else? Uh, oh, Nathan's chiming in. Hold on a second. Like I said, Nathan works at PRS, so maybe we'll give him, maybe we'll give him some credit. He says the S2 studio sounds amazing, but maybe I'm biased. Well, yeah, I'm going to say you are since your paycheck. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, Nathan's pretty straightforward, man. So if he says it sounds pretty good, I, I believe him. Um, Bunga Bunga e Biker, sure, why not? <laughs> uh, it says, uh, do you like digital or analog reverb? Uh, what do you suggest is a good reverb pedal? I have a uh, main Mexico Hendrix strat. Any suggestions to beef up the pickups? Um, well, I like if you have the Hendrix, you have the 60s pickups that I like, so those are, I think, beefier than the fat 50s. The fat 50 ones are called fat 50, but they're bright, so I think all the 50s era ones are so I, I so that's. That's my first thought on your pickups. You can probably get bigger sounding ones, but those are pretty good. Uh, I prefer digital reverb over analog reverb because really analog is spring and the springs are good. I like them in Fender amps uh, and I like all my amps to have spring reverb, but I prefer digital. And the reason is, is because I like the room reverbs and the halls over some of the springs. And so a pedal, I I recommend... Um, there's so many good ones out there that I like, but I'll just tell you the ones I own, and that'll make that'll make sense. I have the new neighbor; that's a really good one. Uh, my I my favorite, which is now overpriced, so I can't. I feel kind of bad suggesting which is the Boss 63 Reverb, even though it's based on a spring. I love it, but it is just so ridiculously priced out there. Um, the Hall of Fame Two by uh, uh, by TC is fantastic. Um, it there's just there's no end if you can't find a reverb in there that you like it's gonna get pretty tough um, So that's really great it has a tone control on it That's one of the things I like about reverb pedals is when they have a way ability to, to take the high end at the end off the Off the reverb tone. Um, I have the more reverb pedal Skyverb. Uh It's pretty good It's nice cuz it's tiny and I can use it when I need a little pedal board real fast That's a good reverb as well and of course, the new the fender one, which is really good as well. and all out of all those, um, I think I prefer the uh, the uh, boss one the most. it's my favorite, but um, as much as I like the fender one, which is like I said, I would definitely put it in my top five reverbs, I really probably would suggest the Hall of Fame. it's a really it's a it's a really great pedal checkout. I mean it's just a fantastic so 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 there you go. All right, uh, Hall of Fame Reaver's awesome. See, somebody's already chiming in. Good, good. I'm glad you guys like it. Okay, so we've basically been on for an hour. So let's go ahead and let's do a Chapman guitar, man. Let's uh, Let's figure it out. So if you guys are new and you guys missed the beginning, what's going to happen is let me show you right now so you see what is going on. If you don't know, let me show you. The big news, of course, is that Chapman Guitars is now at Guitar Center. And so the speculation is, what does that mean? Is it going to be the thing that makes Chapman awesome? Is it going to fix Guitar Center? We don't know what the problems are going to be fixed. What we do know is we love guitars and the guitars now are there. So the question of the day is, which guitar should I get of the Chapman Guitars? Now, I'm going to let you guys know not to not to, to, to pull your judgment. The ones I think are most interesting to me is, I, th- I like the ML1, the ML3, um, and... ML two, well, you know what I like ML two, ML one, ML three, and the ghost fret. I'm not big on the one that just looks like a tele and the one that just looks kind of like a strat. And I definitely don't want the baritone. That's the only one I'm, um, I'm kind of vetoing is not the baritone. So I'm curious to see what you guys want. Let me go to you guys since we're gonna. Let, I'm gonna stay on that screen. Oh my goodness, guys, really, <laughs> <You> guys are. <laughs> All right, let's, all right, let's see. And I'm not going to be able to count these, but at least I can get the vibe of it. Ready? So we got ML3, ML1, ML3, Ghost Fret, ML3, Baritone, Baritone's not in there, Chuck. (laughs) ML3, Ghost Fret, ML1, Ghost Fret, Ghost Fret. Oh man, ML2 or ML3, okay. ML3, Ghost Fret, ML3. I'm definitely feeling the ML3 Ghost Fret vibe. So at this point, could you guys just start voting for those two? Ghost Fret. Ghost Fret, ML3, Ghost Fret, Ghost Fret, ML3. That's what we're going to go for, right? So you got to say, Ghost Fret, Ghost Fret, Ghost Fret. I'm ML3. I know it's probably annoying me saying it, but I got to say it out loud to hear it. ML3, Ghost Fret. Man, you guys are almost 50-50 on this. Ghost Fret, uh, Ghost Fret, Ghost Fret. I definitely feel like Ghost Fret's winning, guys. ML3 is so close, though. Uh, ML3, Ghost Fret, ML3, Ghost Fret. Uh, somebody put a Ghost. Joseph, kudos for you for putting a... <laughs> <laughs> for putting the emoji of a ghost. Uh ghost fret, ghost fret, ghost fret. Yeah, you know what, man? You know what? I really want the ML3 too, but man, the go- oh man, and now there's a lot of ML3s. ML3s, ML3s, Ghost Fret, ML3s. Okay, so let's go. I'm gonna go to the screen. Hold on a second. Let me, since you guys are looking at your actual what you guys are doing. Um, one of the things I thought about is man, doesn't this color look great? What do you guys think of this? If I go with the the Ghost fret, that blended red to black, it just looks, looks, you know, awesome. Uh, any thoughts on that? Uh, ML3, 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 uh, Space Ghost. Ghost fret, ghost fret, ghost fret, ML3, ghost fret. God, you guys, it's really, no beers. Uh, the the uh, Rebeer, because it's out of the budget. Uh, red ghost fret, ML3. Man, you guys, I know, I'm trying to only do this for a few more. Seconds, ML3, ML3, ML3. Oh, man, ML3 might be winning. Yeah, Ghost spread ML3. ML3. ML3, ML3, ML3. Yeah, let me go back to the ML3. Let's look at that, okay? So the ML3, I don't even remember what these are. ML3, oh, yeah, it's a Tele-style one. You know, and I said I'd do red, but actually on this one, I might like black better, right? So now we'll, that's the, so, okay. So let's, how about this? Black ML3 or the red to black ghost fret, right? And then that will call it, that'll call it. So ghost fret, ML3, ML3, ghost fret, ML3, ML3. Lawrence Petro said ML3, interesting. ML3, ML3, I think ML3 wins guys. It's it's so tight, but it's so close, but ghost fret, red ghost fret, red ghost fret, ML3, ML3 ghost fret. Yeah, this is tough because you guys are almost 50-50 the way it looks, but yeah. Jeffrey said, you said no black. I know, but that red kind of, I don't know. It looks kind of all right. Uh, yeah, that, that, you know what it is. I'm not big on the ghost fret, but the color on that guitar added to it is really good. Red. Okay. So I see what you guys are saying. If we do it, I'll do the red ML3 or the ghost fret and the red to black. So, and, um, flip a coin. You know what? There's always a person with some logic a coin let's see if i got a coin hold on a second you know what that's what we'll do let me flip let me get a coin okay because it's if it hold on hold on a second gotta find a coin i have tons of guitar picks like every guitar player picks but no money all right guys i gotta put it on hold for one second Okay, so we're back. Ta-da! We're going to flip a point coin. Uh, heads are Ghost Fret and Tails are ML3. And uh, we'll do it right now. I got a penny. That's all I can find. <laughs> so uh, I don't even know how to do this. I haven't done this as a kid. You Don't, you do, don't do the thing. Where they Flip it over. That doesn't make sense. You just throw it in the air and catch it, right? Or I'll just drop it on my thing. In fact, I'll do it one more time. Just make sure I... Oh. It's tails. So tails is the ML three. That's what wins. You know what? And, uh, I'm kind of sad either way. I really like the ghost fret as well. Uh, so ML three. So we'll do ML three in red. So that's what we picked. I appreciate you guys. Uh, ah, oh man. And B- Bungie biker did a $10 thing for ghost fret. Now I feel guilty. Um, hold on a second. Let's see how crazy we are. Hold on one second. So you guys talk amongst yourself when I do this. I've never kind of, all right, hold on a second. No thanks. Uh, Guitar Center wants to know if I want coverage (laughs) on the guitar. I'm like, "I, I don't. I don't want coverage. And hold on a second. Give me a second. I'm clicking some stuff. I'm doing some secret stuff. I don't want you guys to see my... My information. No thanks. Do you want that? It says yes. Okay. And okay. All right. Um, hold on. Yeah, you know what, Bell Bell In says, Do you really need another telly? You know, that's a good point. I know he flipped the coin and everything, but I kind of already feel guilty because the coin has been flipped. Obey the super chat. Guys, I gotta, you know what, hates, I hate is it's so polarized. You guys are half and half. I'm gonna just upset half the people. ML3, then sell it to me used. (laughs) I'm in Peoria. (laughs) Um, the uh, how much more to ghost fret? The ghost fret's 50 bucks more. You look disappointed. I'm not disappointed. Um, let's see. Uh, the coin was wrong. Ghost fret, ghost fret. You know what? I think I'm gonna have to, I hate to do this to you guys. I'm gonna make a command decision. And here's the decision I'm gonna make. I'm gonna do the ghost fret. And there's a reason why. Uh, I the reason why I didn't really think about it in the first place was it was $50 more, and I didn't really want to do that. But here's the big deal. I think that's actual a Chapman guitar, right? Does that make sense? Like, like somebody said, the other one's just a telly. Um and let me let me tell, let me here so yeah see hold on a second you guys are funny (laughs) hold on a second yeah (laughs) so you guys all right we're doing the ghost fret that's how we'll do it so um hold on a second i just want to confirm it before we that and Sometimes when I do this, I don't think about the fact that it's gonna be kind of boring for you guys when I'm obviously looking for a penny. (laughs) So, um, all right. There's that, everything's good. Um, Hold on a second. Free shipping, gotta love free shipping. All right, that's all in done. Hold on. It says, Oh, I gotta pick the hold on. It's thinking. Because see, my luck is if I don't do it now, I'll get off the air with you guys, and then something will happen. And then I will, you know, two days will go by. And I want to be fair. We're ordering it today because that'll tell us a, a timeline. Of how long hopefully it'll be here by next Friday right it's still thinking <laughs> it's 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 got to go to space so hold on a second okay and okay all right and review it okay it's a ghost fret it's red it says black blood i i'll be honest with you on on this part i never would have thought in a million years the ghost fret is the guitar i would you know kind of th- drawn to and i wasn't looking at it at all i was thinking the entire time but i don't have that style of guitar i don't have any kind of pointy guitars like that and um it'd be really cool and i know that's kind of his thing right so all right so uh so we'll, we will see, how does it work out? Hopefully uh, it works out great because I'd rather have a positive experience than a negative one, if you can imagine. So that's cool. As always, guys, this has been fun. A little interesting kind of way to do this. So, uh, oh, here's a good question. Matt, uh, Maddie says, uh, Maddie, Matt, dude, you got, I gotta like this name. Maddie, Matt, Matt, Matt. Maddie, Matt, 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 Matt says, hey, Phil uh is a spring reverb tank spring reverb tank uh like a something that needs to be broken in like a speaker uh no no uh, not in my experience they they work fine um they're really brittle so they break right so they're really a pass fail kind of device they work until they break and then when they break they don't work anymore so so uh yeah space jazz is saying see i i don't have an explorer right i i don't so uh mark ray says phil what's my favorite guitar pick right now I, I change sometimes i'm sure a lot of you are like that it's been for a while the dava picks so and if you're not familiar with them the only thing that's interesting to mention is that they come in all these colors but it doesn't matter they're all the same thickness and they're all the same pick they just come in different colors but i use the dava picks and uh, if i don't use dava picks sometimes i use the pure tones that i like a lot um so there you go um and um and that's pretty much that's pretty much it all right. As always, guys, uh, this is a great show. I really appreciate you guys hanging out. There was a lot of you guys today. And uh, and I, I had fun. And it was good to talk about some positive stuff and, and do some cool stuff. And I look forward to talking to you next week. I will give updates uh, when the guitar comes in. I will not wait to do the review if it comes in. As soon as it comes in, I will do the review and put it out, uh, So especially if it comes out before Friday. And then we can talk about it on Friday. So, um, so there you go. So... As always, guys, I want to thank you guys so much for your time. And uh, oh, you know what? I almost forgot. I better tell you guys because I messed this up last month. Last thing to mention, the telly shirts are now available for March. (laughs) See, I'm going to get in so much trouble for not doing this. I did it last month too. Let me do right there. So, so you guys know, we talked about this last week, every month we're doing a different shirt. So you can always get the Strat style shirt all throughout the year. Nothing's changed last month. It was the Gibson shirt. So, you know, if you didn't get the Gibson style shirt, it's today is the last day for the Gibson shirt. It runs off until this afternoon. And then then it's over. And then starting today, you can get the telly shirt. So if you're interested in the telly shirt, there it is. Uh, So I just thought I'd tell you that because I forgot last month and I didn't say anything. And, you know, so now I'm just saying it. So there you go. You have options. If you're interested in trying to find a shirt with your particular guitar on it to be a little personalized for you, um, I would do that. So as always, thank you guys again so much. Have a great uh, weekend and uh, know your gear.